On this week's episode, we take on heavy hitter John Wayne Gacy and laugh our way through a review of the comically bad movie, Gacy. So slip on your clown shoes and meet us in the pod shed. We're drinking our rum with Diet Coke and talking about murder. everyone welcome back to another episode of thc true hollywood crime i'm your host mariah this is your other host bailey hi 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 everybody welcome it's kind of a bummer right now ruth bader ginsburg ginsburg just died today which is a fucking travesty of course it's 2020 i know i know r.i.p rbg it sucks i know she was a real one and we're gonna miss her but um, on top of that, fucking Trump, man. I know, but um, our boy Jerry. From, oh, fuck. From Cheer. From oh. Cheer. I just want to get all the bummer shit out of the yeah. way because this is also a bummer case. So, oh, man. Bummer alert. <laughs> Besides RBG passing, B and I love the show Cheer. So I got much. Bailey hooked on it, just like Married at First Sight. And our favorite character, I guess he's not a character, our favorite person person on there has just been, is he charged or just like implicated? No, he confessed, officially charged, booked the whole to-do. To child pornography. Pornography. Because when he was 18, he asked for nude pictures from a 13-year-old boy. Correct. And B and I were talking about if that's an inappropriate age gap. Now that I have kids, when I was 13, no, that would not have been inappropriate age gap for me but now that i have kids i do think it's an inappropriate age gap i would definitely be pissed if an 18 year old was asking my 13 year old child for pictures so you know it is what it is it is what it is it's a bummer they've all um because i follow a bunch of the cast members they've all been posting today Anything about it or just no, no, i'm saying they've all been posting their like statements about it oh okay like monica gabby um, are they just well, all I can't I don't want to say his name wrong I know the best one right Ladarius that's how I would say it Ladarius yes. mm-hmm. um, they've all been you know just your your PC kind of like we're heartbroken we don't condone this. right so, not the person we know it's hard because I definitely don't condone it either but then it's like you think about the Jerry you knew on the show and then you it's just, so hard to believe that there was something like malicious behind it I don't know I know, but you know what? But he As knew. we know, the case we're doing tonight, no, Jerry's no John Wayne Gacy. Right, but but I'm, just saying, I'm just saying John Wayne Gacy was a pillar of the community. Absolutely. Nobody would have ever guessed it about him either. I know, I know. So you never know sometimes. It's just a bummer. <sighs> All around. And All then, around bummer. And then fucking Trump and the TikTok again. Just drop it already. So that as, you can't download correct, it? Correct. As of Sunday, if you don't have it, good luck trying to get it. Good thing we got it, girl. Right? I know. You can take my TikTok from my cold, dead hands. Dare you. Mm-hmm. I will have my friend hack my phone and put me in England. Mm-hmm. Because it is the only thing that brings us joy. Um, That and we both finally finished Married at First Sight Season 3. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Talk about another depressing <laughs> topic. That fucking Roller season. coaster this was season. a shit show. Total shit show. What a 180. Yeah. The, we don't know any of their names. So, oh, well, you're going to have to listen to us babble about it. Feel free to skip ahead to yeah. the murder. 
Um, the guy who in the very beginning we didn't like, we we were not attracted to him, mm-hmm. not our type. His wife wasn't attracted to him either, and she was such a cunt to him. Yep, and so evil and mean that then I started feeling bad for him mm-hmm. because she like. Even as a human being, you can't be a little bit kind I know. to another person. Really belittled him. She was awful. Yeah. And then she started to come around mm-hmm. and get affectionate. Mm-hmm. But on like the last week. And then guess what happened? She wanted to stay married. Mm-hmm. And he divorced he her ass. He fucking divorced her ass. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. To be fair though, in her little spiel or whatever, she was like, I'm really nervous right now. Because if I was him, I would divorce me. She totally she knew owned it. up to it. She knew it. She owned her shit. And I feel like the way that they handled it after the fact, like they're still kind of friends. They can talk because they realized like they both learned a lot about and themselves. And they hadn't, as of the show finale, they hadn't gotten divorced. 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 No. Mm-mm. But our friend Ben told me that he is married now. Okay. He gave me a spoiler alert and said that Fuck he's you, Ben. No, I, I asked for it. Yeah, I just, just want to yell at Ben. <laughs> I asked for it. Um, but, yeah, man, that's, listen. And she, she knew, too, because um, they showed a clip from, like, the beginning where she was like, I'm going to have to really, like, rein in my attitude or my personality or whatever. She's like, because I know me. I'm going to ruin, ruin this. this. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. She's, she's probably been that way her whole life. Mm-hmm. She's probably always gotten that constructive criticism to fucking turn the bitch knob down just a... Some people are just natural bitches. That's just the way it goes. Then the pretty cute couple that seemed like they were going to make it from day one, I fucking told you, man. I fucking told you he was fake and she was looking for a reason to get out. Yeah. And... um, yeah, because well, no, because she wanted to stay married. She wanted to stay married for the sake of being married. I don't know that she wanted to stay married to him. To him. Who does she want to be married to? Exactly, because he would have like one drink, and she's like, "I need you to act more like a husband. Right. I need somebody to be husband material." If you're not focused on me a hundred percent of the time, then you're not husband material. She wouldn't last in my marriage, where uh, or either one of our marriages, where both partners are functioning alcoholics. And when he planned like that whole weekend away with the car to come and pick her up, her reaction was so flat, like, "Oh, this is nice, but I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what to wear." I honestly don't think I remember that because I was probably drunk. When was, I was watching yeah, it. he planned a super elaborate weekend away at like a winery. Little oh, bed and bath kind of situation. That's cute. So cute. Roses, the whole thing, had the car come and pick her up. Listen, made, you had me at winery. Made Let's sure go. the fucking dog could come. Wow. Yeah. Went, Above and beyond. Yeah. And she was just like, yeah, this is all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then the third couple we knew wasn't. No. We knew it wasn't going to make it. Yeah. She also, she, she was the one that was really looking for a way out because she absolutely. was not attracted to him, even though he was super nice and whatever so i need to know your take do you feel like his text was actually flirtatious yes you I think do he definitely okay. crossed a major line um my husband and i keep going back and forth about it he's on his side i don't think it was flirtatious yeah, so you're on yeah, his side. I, because um the fact that the, i mean this is all he said she said but the fact that the girl doesn't even know her like that like she knows that girl through a friend like yeah. a mutual friend so if you're really texting her because you need to talk to somebody to get to know your wife better because your wife won't open up then why is that the person you're texting because i feel like she wouldn't let him in at all none of her friends ever came to the house i know that was weird oh i totally get 
Yeah. Listen, she definitely did wrong in that marriage too. Mm-hmm. But even looking the at the way he went about it was my, for sure shady. My marriage successfully together for 16 years we have 100 percent trust issue or trust issues no we have 100 percent trust in each other, each other no issue. happily married yeah. we don't have any real issues if he texted anybody to get drinks and didn't mention it to me i would be suspicious okay if you would probably be the only one but literally anybody else in the world which yeah. i don't care if he goes out Obviously. and takes somebody to dinner right. or whatever yeah but like he would tell me like yeah he tells me everything he does yeah so then if it's like oh it's a girl and it's a girl i don't even know that well i get that now and yeah. you're not like why didn't you if it's so innocent why didn't you mention it mm-hmm. there's no way yeah i would have a real fucking issue with it okay and pepper even dr pepper was like no, <laughs> dr. Pepper. no. that's really her name guys dr mm-hmm. pepper she was like i think you did it for the attention that was how she the ought text it. yeah yeah. Because he wasn't getting any affection or any attention in his marriage at home. I could see that. I could see that point of view of like. She had herself convinced that it was for the attention. Yeah. And because he wanted to in some way like see what the jealousy would do to her. Like if it would spark something. It didn't. It just gave her a good excuse to, to get the leave. fuck out. Mm-hmm. So there you go, guys. Season three, everyone's divorced. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. So depressing. We're ready for season four, baby. I am. At some point, we're going to get beat in my favorite, not my favorite season, but season six, which has my favorite couple. Right. But I think so far, my favorite season has been the first season I watched, which was season nine. Okay. And that shit is litty like a titty. It's so good. I can't wait. All right. So there's your Married at First Sight <laughs> update, everybody. I know you're all, uh, we're waiting for that one. Of course. Uh, Lou and I watched a movie on Netflix called The Devil All the Time. It's the new Robert Pattinson Tom Hiddleston. Pre-COVID. <laughs> Pre-COVID movie. It's good. It's a little slow because it takes place in the South in like the 50s. But it's dark and dramatic. And there's some violence and some blood and some great action. Not action scenes, but like there's some hot guys like kicking ass. Yeah. And like you're on their side. So you're like you're excited to see okay. them whoop some ass. There's mm-hmm. some serial killers. Mm-hmm. Um, so Lou and I really enjoyed it. I don't know if B would like it. But, you I know. think we had decided for me it would be like an afternoon movie. Because if mm-hmm. I tried to watch it after putting the kid to sleep, I'm likely going to fall asleep before I get to the good stuff. Yeah. And it is like two hours and some change. Oh, fuck that. Yeah. No, that's not a lot. It's like 205. Mm-hmm. That takes a lot for me. Mm-hmm. But we liked it a lot. You know, Robert Pattinson plays a total scumbag. So that's kind of fun to see. Yep. And... So, Robert Pattinson, we all know how I feel about Shia LaBeouf. Have you seen clips on TikTok of this fast time at Bitch, I sent you one today. You did? I did. Telling you, this is really selling me on your guy, man. I didn't see it. Mm Mm-hmm. I absolutely did. It was Sean Penn's reaction to him (laughs) being Spicoli. You know what's even funnier is I saw an interview with Shia, and Sean Penn was one of, like, the three people... That he had, this is way before this, is like a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. He had mentioned that Sean Penn was like one of his idols. Oh my God. And so the fact that this is happening, yes. and in the back of my head, I know that, that like Sean Penn's his guy. And you're like looking at all the Zoom tiles, and all the other actors and actresses are like at home, like in the kitchen. Is it a fucking car? Is it his car just doing whatever? In a tank top, probably just on the side of the street somewhere, like not even in his own like property. 
smoking a cigarette, getting out of the car at random times, just walking around. (laughs) And I can't tell because he's supposed to be sober now, I think, but he definitely looks baked as fuck. I think that was part of his... Role, his method acting. I can't tell if it's just he's such a good actor that he's acting high like Spicoli. Mm -hmm. Or if because it's Shia LaBeouf, he got fucking loaded to be high like Spicoli. I could go for it either way. But it's so, the clip, I I cannot sit down and watch the whole thing. Lou's trying to convince me to do it because he knows I'm drinking tonight. I'm like, I can't watch the whole thing. It's too awkward. But clips on TikTok are everything. The <laughs> sexual tension between Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston. Are you kidding me? If they get back together. Oh. And also, I've, I'm not a huge Jennifer Aniston fan, but she hasn't aged a day. No, she looks better. She, she lo- looks better. She looks amazing. Brad Pitt looks like he just woke up from he looks the homeless. train He somewhere. looks homeless. He's wearing like a paper hat. I don't know. <laughs> And watching him laugh at Shia. Really oh my god, is so funny. it's it's all so good. So there you guys. I, I think you can watch the whole thing on YouTube. Go for it. Fast time and leave us a comment TV. whether or not we should watch it. Uh, I'm not going to. <laughs> I love Shia. I don't think I think I would just cringe the whole time. Mm-hmm. So another Netflix thing that just came out. I'm excited to watch, and I'm going to make Lou watch it with me. Is the Chris Watts documentary? It's called American Murder. Oh, it hasn't came out yet. September 30th. Okay. The trailer came out. So on this month, yeah. Chris Watts, um, maybe we'll maybe we'll do his case, not the next one because when I saw that was coming out, I was hoping we would do the case and then Yeah, because do you know anything about the case? No. I mean Great. I I know what happened, but I don't know like it's crazy. Yeah. So um they haven't I actually checked if they'd made a movie. I think they've made a lifetime movie. Yeah. So I guess when we do come around to it, you can choose if you want to go Lifetime movie or Netflix documentary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's a that's a crazy case. It's going to be a bummer case. Mm-hmm. There's just no way around it. Yep. But I'm excited for the documentary mm-hmm. on Netflix. So speaking of documentaries, randomly, I watched the Paris Hilton one that she made for YouTube. I started it mm-hmm. and I didn't get very far into it, but that's just because it was really late at night. I fell asleep. How was it? So I wouldn't say, so she was like it when we were in high school. Like she was huge, but we weren't like fangirls of any kind. No, no, no. I think I watched, um, what was that? Sim- simple Right. We life? watched The Simple Life, but it's not like we followed her no. or know a whole lot about her. And if you want to know B and I in high school. That was not our thing. Of the opposite of Paris Hilton. And that was us. That was us. Mm-hmm. Not that we would hate on. We were mm-hmm. friends with girls mm-hmm. who were like Paris Hilton. We lived in a hometown where most of the girls were like, the Paris Hiltons. Looked mm-hmm. like Paris Hilton clones, and we were friends with all of them. But we were not. Right. We were the opposite. I was shoving chalupas in my face. And <laughs> yeah, but I mean, even like our hair and makeup. Exactly. Our style, it was the baggy. Everything. Yeah, everything. So I was just really intrigued by the mm-hmm. whole idea. I'm like, I was curious and. Just to hear her be so well-spoken, yeah, very intelligent, very driven, and then the shit that her family did to her. I Oh, should I watch it? Is it good? Yeah, I won't ruin it for you if you want to watch it. They put her through some fucking shit. Tell and me it, everybody but her, everyone, what's her sister's name? Nikki. Everyone but Nikki? Or did Nikki put her through some shit too? Mainly, it's just the mom and dad. So yeah. typical socialite family thing everything got brushed under the rug and if you're not doing something exactly perfect you're doing something wrong and they need to hide you could you imagine so basically paris was the black sheep of the family 
Nikki and the brother, they were perfect. And I was about the brother. Mm-hmm, did everything they were supposed to. And so everything got taken out on Paris. It's so funny that Paris was the quote unquote black sheep, although she's probably one of the only ones that are making her own money. Yep. And is has a successful career all mm-hmm. her own. I mean, obviously, she's getting that off of her last name. Yeah. But. And she's like, and it's not like I don't love my parents. I love them. I know what they did for me. But what they did to me was pretty fucked up. And she's still pretty traumatized by it. I bet. Um, I always got the sense that she was smart and well-educated and well-spoken. Her personality in the early 2000s was so over the top that it's like obviously a caricature. See, but at the time, I didn't see it like that. I see it like that now. Oh, no. I saw that at the time, too. Yeah. Same thing with, um, even though I think it was a little bit more real, but like Jessica Simpson did the same thing. The, yeah. She's like, I'm a Played dumb into the dumb. Yeah. It's, it's the Marilyn Monroe trope. Right. Marilyn Monroe. Norma Jean was not an idiot. Right. She was very smart. Mm-hmm. She was smart enough to know that to play a ditzy bombshell It was going to get her further. It was going to get her in the bank. Yeah. So that's how I always saw Paris. What I was happy about was um, her voice. Yes. She's like a really cool voice. She's it's like sultry. A, yes. Mm-hmm. And also, I'll say it right now. Whatever that song was that she came out with, like, what? 10, 15 years ago. About the, the lights or whatever. Or stars. Yeah, stars are blind. That's a it's a bop, yeah. Uh-huh. It's so good. I yeah. liked it back then. Uh-huh. Did it do the stars are blind? Did... Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yes, that's exactly right. Um, and I will also, big shout out to her. She recognizes her influence on the whole social media thing and the selfies and all mm-hmm. that. And she is disgusted with herself by it. She's like, I'm horrified at the direction that this shit has gone and how out of hand it is and how I was a real big influence in it. Yeah, but there's nothing you can do about that. No, there isn't. But I just, I appreciate her acknowledging that. Like, her own vanity affected so many other girls and she wasn't even aware of it. And she's like, by playing this character, she really fucked up some other people. And she's like, again, it's not her responsibility, but I do appreciate her just being like, yeah, maybe shouldn't have done that. (laughs) Yep. Man, if you guys want to see some fucked up fashion choices... Watch a simple li- the simple life early two thousands. Mm-hmm. It was a crazy time. I mean, it was dresses fair, over jeans with belts and weird hats and know. pink frills and body glitter and it was a time to be alive. It was. <laughs> so yeah, that's those are the kind of documentaries I'm watching. <laughs> I, I love all I love almost all types of documentaries. Yeah. I'm, like I said, I started watching. I just fell asleep. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's some quick. Not updates. I was gonna say, do we have recaps from last week? Recaps? Is it updates? What what word do I normally use? Shit. Fun facting. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, here's all the things I got wrong in last week's episode, guys, or couldn't think of. First of all, Charles Starkweather, who was our main murderer from last week, we couldn't figure out what murder he actually got charged That's with. That's right. Um, he got charged for one murder, although mm-hmm. him and Supposedly, his girlfriend killed a bunch of people. Um, he got charged for the murder of Robert Nelson, mm-hmm. and that was enough to kill it for the yeah. What is that? Called? He got the the was it the electric Death chair? Penalty, yeah, yeah, the electric chair. Mm-hmm. He got killed. That's the end game. Yes. So, but just for one, person. you can't kill him per person. <laughs> you can't just keep stabbing him over and over again. That's for so and so, and that's for so and so. I mean, there might be something to that. <sighs> and then I couldn't remember the name of Jack White's record label, even mm-hmm. though I'm a huge fan and I follow them on Instagram. It's Third Man Records. Oh God, Third Man Records, original location in Nashville. They've expanded to Detroit. Someday when I'm in Nashville, I will definitely be there. 
I can't wait to visit. Um, and then the rock star I was trying to think of was Neil Young. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Neil. Neil Young recorded his vinyl album in this special little thing at Third Man Records that B was telling me about. Um, and in case I'm not a big Neil Young fan, I'm not a big fan of his music. But let's just give Neil Young props for being woke before woke was a thing. Because you know that Leonard Skinner wrote Sweet Home Alabama yep. as like a clap back to Neil Young. So I Googled, like, why did that happen? Mm-hmm. In the, like, starting in like 1970, Neil Young was writing all these songs talking about the racism in the in the deep south of america and he would uh talk about it a lot and then he even came for alabama and had like all these lyrics about the kkk in alabama and uh so you know i'm not a big fan of your music but big props to neil young yeah shout out i didn't know that i'm sure he's listening he's been um anti-racism back when it was cool to be racist so awesome good for him i know he's also pretty anti government that i also don't agree with so you know neil young i'll take up big ups okay we have got to get this show on the road because it is a long one it's i i bit off a lot it's a big case this is a hard hitter hard hitter alert we're doing john wayne gacy and the movie b is doing is gacy just gacy just gacy um i didn't realize so this is a really big case and he's a really prolific serial killer. And if you guys know me at all, that means that I really spent a lot of time this week <laughs> going deep into research. And uh, no, just kidding. I don't do that at all. How I deal with um, stress and big projects is by procrastinating to the last possible minute and then doing it all at the end. That's just how I roll. So come, come along. So I finished, um, I started reading about it last night and then decided it was too much to read. And so I did my notes today. Love it. Fuck yeah. (laughs) That's just how I handle it, guys. So this is not Crime Junkie. This is not (coughs) Sword and Scale. Those are both very great, (coughs) reputable, true crime podcasts with lots of research and a team of people and background music. And This is the cliff notes. (laughs) That is not what we are. We are THC. And this is how we do things. So... So for me, I know a lot about like the fake serial killers, right? Like the horror movies, the Michael Myers and the Jasons and all that. And obviously I know who John Wayne Gacy is. I've heard of him, but I really don't know shit about what he did other than like the number of people he killed and who he killed. Yeah. And there's a lot to him that we talk about. So I don't even think I don't even think killing starts happening in my shit until page eight. So let's get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever you're done smoking that bee, if you want to give me a little refill of wine, I'd appreciate it. You're so needy. God. I know. Well, that's what happens in the... We're in the pod shed, by the way, guys. Yeah, we are. We're back in the pod shed. We, we got some clear skies. Clear blue skies and NorCal. So we are back in the pod shed. But that also means that B and I are further apart on like a weird couch situation. So usually we have stuff, our wine, everything in the middle. But now I'm going to be needy because Bailey's going to have to do everything for me. Thank God you're the the caring friend. All right. So I got a lot of this from an article on thoughtco.com. It was an article written by Charles Montaldo. Thank you so much, Charles. 
And I got a couple things from Wikipedia, but to be honest, guys, when you go onto Wikipedia for John Wayne Gacy, it is out of control. It is pages and pages and pages deep. They they talk about every single murder. Every single murder uh, gets like paragraphs written about damn. it, which the victims deserve that kind of respect and that kind of acknowledgement. But I can't do that. That's shit. not what we're here for. Yeah. So I got most of my things from thoughtco.com. Article by Charles Montaldo. Thank you, Charles. And I would just like to note that when you look up John Wayne Gacy online, a lot of places have him listed just as clown, but <laughs> most places have him listed as American serial killer clown. Oh my God. So if there's ever a thing to be proud of, it would be that title. He is born in March 1942 in Chicago. He's the middle child. Um, and he has two sisters, which freaks me out because that's my children's situation. I have one boy in between two girls. Raising a Gacy. Girl, stop. (laughs) So far from the truth. He is physically and verbally abused by his alcoholic dad because aren't they fucking all? Yep. Um, But all he wants is approval from his dad, and of course he never fucking gets it. All his dad does is insult him. He calls him like a sissy and a pansy. And that he's stupid, he acts like a girl, and he beats the shit out of him. He beats him with belts and broomsticks and leather razor straps. He even, like, knocks him out a few times. Does he beat the girls or just him? I didn't read anything about him beating the girls, so I'm going to assume no. Yeah. But I'm not sure. Okay. Follow-up. That's the word we're looking for. That might be a follow-up for next week, guys. (laughs) Um, so when he's seven, John is molested by a family friend. And of course, he's too scared to tell his dad because he just assumes his dad is going to blame him and punish him. Yeah. So he keeps it to himself. Now, when he's in elementary school, he's diagnosed with a um, congenital heart defect, which limits his physical activity. So then he becomes overweight Mm. and he's uncoordinated and he's not doing any active shit that I'm sure all the kids back in the... Because that was all there was to do. Right. Yeah. So now he's getting teased and bullied by kids. Um, When he's 11, he's hospitalized after having several blackouts. And of course, his dad thinks he's faking it for the attention because also the doctors can't like figure out what's going on. Yeah. So the dad's like, oh, he's just faking it. He's making it up. And then five years later, after being in and out of the hospital, they find a blood clot on his brain (gasps) and they treat it. But... Despite all of his health problems and the doctors finally diagnosing him with something, um, you know, his dad's still a fucking piece of shit to him. Still, he he still gets beat regularly and there's no reason why he does it. He's just a terrible person. Beat the blood clot out. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure that worked great. Um, John does eventually teach himself not to cry. Because crying makes it worse. Mm. So that's, I'm sure, healthy. You're a psychology student, <laughs> Bailey. How does the teaching yourself not to cry pan that's out for the mental gonna health? going to teach you not to feel a whole lot of other shit, too. Because if you could block that kind of emotion, you're blocking a lot of other shit, too. Yeah, you got to cry, guys. It's mm-hmm. good for you. But John teaches himself not to cry. And then he finds it's too hard to catch up on his schoolwork because he's missed so much time being in the hospital. So he just quits high school. He drops out. And of course, this, you know, backs up his dad's theory that he's a piece, a piece of, shit of shit and mm-hmm. worthless and stupid and whatever. Quitter. <laughs> when he's 18, he gets into a big fight with his dad and he leaves for Las Vegas where he gets a job at a mortuary and he actually sleeps at the mortuary on a cot 
because I'm assuming he had no place to stay. Okay. You know, new in town. Um, and then one night, he crawls into a coffin and fondles the corpse of a teenage boy, which in all fairness does freak him the fuck out that he would even to do, do it, that. that yeah. he liked how it felt. So he calls his mom and begs to be let back into the house. And so her and dad say yes. And he moves home after only 90 days of being away from home. So now we're back in Chicago. He's accepted to Northwestern Business College, which. How? How? He, he He's dropped a high school out. dropout. Yeah. This is a great time to bring up the fact that boomers always want to point out that people nowadays, millennials and Gen Zers and whoever need to like work harder and do more and back in their day they went to college and paid their own way working at a diner and a gas station and bought a like things were fucking easier back then yeah john wayne gacy got accepted to a business college after dropping out of fucking school he didn't even have a high school diploma and he got accepted to college it's been 90 days of doing nothing and the college was like yeah sure why not yeah if only people knew how fucking hard it was nowadays Mm -hmm. how much more expensive shit is how the pay hasn't gone up that much no and it's impossible to get into college. I know. Even from when you went to college to now, it's oh, impossible. so much harder. Yeah. So, you know. Good luck, youth. <laughs> yeah, for real. Some of our, those people are our youth. So yeah. good luck, my kids. Um. All right. He graduates in 1963, and he becomes the manager of a shoe company, which then transfers him to Springfield, Illinois. Hey. Um. There he meets. Marlon Myers at his work and nine months later they're married he also gets involved with the local chapter of the JCs and you spell that J-A-Y-C-E-E-S the JCs and that's where most of his spare time goes now Bailey I I hear you asking what are the JCs well let me tell you (laughs) the JCs is the United States Junior Chamber it's a leadership training and civic organization for people which it used to be just men but then they switched it to everybody between the ages of 18 and 40 it provides an opportunity for members to develop personal and professional leadership skills through service to others lots of famous people have been a jc some of which are bill clinton richard nixon elvis presley al gore larry bird bill gates ronald reagan and john wayne gacy and what's funny is when you look up the list of like famous alumni and there's way more than that those are just like the ones that i cherry picked yeah it's like president and this right whatever scholar and fucking entrepreneur and then it's all john wayne casey american serial killer clown and you're like it's <laughs> even, even on his jc uh, yeah love that <laughs> love that for you so now he's becoming important in the community he's getting lots of positive attention Throughout, he has kind of a crazy life leading up to his arrest. And he gets all kinds of accolades. And I'm not going to list them all. They're all on Wikipedia. And they're all on that ThoughtCo.com article. Are they justified for anything? Like, Yeah, what? I mean, he's doing work. Okay. He's doing good things for his community. He's an active participant in this JC situation. Yeah. He's a very active participant in the Democratic Party. And he does, like, all this shit for them. And, uh, you know, he's out here in the streets putting in work. Okay. So they are deserved, but, you know, little did I know what's lurking. What's going to happen? So the point is I'm not going to list all of his accolades because no. it takes too fucking long. But 
He is great at fundraising. He's a great, he's just great at salesmanship in general. So he's great at fundraising, getting money out of people. He's got the gift of gab. In 1965, he is made the vice president of his local JC's chapter. And he's named the third most outstanding JC member in all of Illinois. Mm. Um, so this is the first time in his life he's actually confident. Things are going well for him. He's married. He's successful. He's got a good future ahead of him. He's fucking feeling himself. Yeah. Um, How old is he? I don't know. Okay. He was, I mean, do you want me to do the math? He was born in 40. N- not he was that important. Born in 42 and this is 65. Yeah. So 23, 24. Perfect. Killing it. Yes. So everything's going great except for his... <laughs> Growing need to be sexually involved with teen boys. That's really eaten away at him here. As it does. Sure. <laughs> John and his wife moved to Waterloo, Iowa, where his wife's family owns a string of KFC restaurants. Ooh. And uh, they moved there so John can start managing them. He manages three KFCs that um, his in-laws own. And they actually live with his in-laws rent-free. And, of course, he has to join the Waterloo JCs. Are these JCs everywhere? <laughs> like, do you think we have one Never in our town? I've heard of it. I know about the Elks Lodge, which are snobs. I'm a Moose Lodge girl myself, but we don't have a moose here where no. we live. Um, but I guess are JCs everywhere? I have no idea. I've never heard of it. Okay. So, anywho, he starts, he joins the JCs there in Waterloo. And he's moved up ranks pretty quickly, eventually becoming the vice president, gets a seat on the board of directors. But the Waterloo JCs are a little bit different mm. than his old JCs. This branch of the JCs um, partake in drugs, wife swapping, and prostitution. Hey, let me in. And John is here for it. Of course. He partakes in all that shit. Of course. Um, And... The other thing John does is he turns their basement into a hangout for the teen boys who work at his KFCs. Mm-hmm. And he gets them down there. He provides booze and porn and he gets them all liquored up. Hey. And then he starts molesting them. Yep. So that sucks. Um, meanwhile, his wife has two kids, a boy in 1967, a girl in 1968. And everything is perfect. Yeah. Life is going great and finally his dad approves of him his dad apologizes for how he treated him when he was young says he was wrong and that you know john wayne gacy is a fucking winner in his dad's eyes finally wow so he starts amping up the sexual assaults on the boys um he starts forcing them to perform oral sex on him and he offers to pay them to to get them to do it and then he if that doesn't work he threatens to blackmail them to get them to cave all until march 1968 when 15 year old donald Voorhees, which by the way pause and i'm not sure if this is spelled the same way john wayne gacy married a woman with last name myers as in michael myers yes and, and our, now well, first name starts with like an m too yes, an m myers. marlin myers uh-huh. and now there's got a 15 year old donald Voorhees. love this Whoa. Love it. I I didn't realize that when I was writing it down. I just realized it. Um, He's another victim of John, unfortunately, but he actually goes and tells his dad about it. I was just going to ask. I was just going to ask, like, have any of these boys said anything? No, because he either pays them off or he threatens to blackmail them. And you have to remember the 60s, like, 
Why Everyone, take that chance? There's so much homophobia. Of course. Even knowing that you were touched by another man, right, even if even you were the knowing, victim, you were still like, you got the scarlet letter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And people are going to think wrong of you, which they shouldn't because they're all victims. Right. But. I know, get it. Uh, so you wrap your brain around. I know. It's kind of like, you know, women nowadays not reporting their sexual assaults because everyone calls them a whore. How were you dressed? What did or, you do? Mm-hmm. So same thing. Um, so he, but Donald goes and tells his dad and his dad goes and tells the police. And then another 16 year old victim who is unnamed also goes to the police and reports John. Okay. So John is arrested and charged with oral sodomy of Donald and attempted assault of the 16 year old. And of course, he strongly denies it. John claims that Donald's dad is lying because he is also running against John to become the JC president. Mm. Um, and John has supporters, of course. They would never believe that that could happen, right? Um, so then John tries to intimidate Donald from testifying by paying some 18-year-old kid $300 to beat up Donald and warn him away from testifying. But Donald once again goes to the police. Okay. And um, they arrest this 18-year-old guy, and he admits what happened with John, that he was paid off. And so now John Wayne Gacy is charged with conspiracy and assault on top of his other charges. So he finally just pleads guilty and gets a 10-year sentence. Wow. Wine sip. Right. So we're on to our first sentencing here. First sentencing. Um. You know, of course, our boy John Wayne Gacy flourishes in prison. He's doing great, making friends, networking. I think um, he starts like a JC chapter. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> in jail. Of course. Um, he gets his diploma, oh. his high school diploma. So he finishes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And But when he's in jail, um, his dad dies, and that hits him pretty hard. He has a hard time with it. In October 1971, he's let out on good behavior after only spending 18 months into his 10-year sentence. 18 months? Yep. Mike, the situation did more time than that. Yeah. Um, And he's also, he has to do a 12-month probation and he has to live with his mom. Um, Mer- Oh, his wife. So he has to live with his mom, period. Mm. His wife, Marlon, um, somewhere during all of that files for divorce because, of course. Mm-hmm. Which enrages John. Um, and he says that, you know, his kids are dead to him now. And he sticks by that. John Wayne Gacy never sees his children or his first wife ever again. Wow. Yeah, not well, great. Well, good for them. <laughs> you know what? I meant to do a follow-up to see where his kids are now or if anyone knows anything. So maybe there'll be a follow-up for next week. Yeah. I forgot to look it up. I would love to know. And Me too. Um, so he moves in with his mom back in Chicago he gets a job as a construction contractor, and he eventually, because it was so fucking easy back then, buys a home. Yeah. Um, it's on 8213 West Summerdale Avenue, and his mom moves into, because that's part of his probation, February 1971. John lures a teen boy and tries to rape him, but the boy escapes, and he tells the police and the charges are dismissed because the boy doesn't show up to court. Ooh. So the charges are dropped. And for some reason, his parole officer never finds out about this. So I don't know how that happened. But it makes me wonder if, you know, maybe all the stuff that's about to happen could have been prevented in some kind of way. All right. Here we go, guys. January 1972. John picks up 16-year-old Jack McCoy from a bus tournament. Terminal? Terminal. 
where Jack was sleeping and uh, he offered Jack a place to stay. And according to John, the next morning he woke up to, what did I say? Did I say his name was Timothy? Six-year-old Jack McCoy from a birth tunnel. But then I have Timothy written. I have no idea, guys. Well, that's a follow-up for next week. (laughs) The guy was... Timmy Jack. (laughs) According to John, the next morning, he woke up to that person standing over him with a knife. It scared John, so he wrestled him to the ground, got the knife away from him, and then accidentally, in self-defense, stabbed him over and over again until he died. Yeah. Of course. And then, wouldn't you know it, John realized his mistake... That guy was just making him breakfast and was waking him up for breakfast. It could happen to anybody. Um, so, you know, even though John did not have an intention to kill him, air quote, that's what he claims, he did become sexually aroused to the point of orgasm due to it. Mm. And this guy becomes the first body to be buried in the crawl space underneath John Wayne Gacy's house. So Timmy John... Is the first one under the house. Timmy Jack. And Timmy Jack. I said Jack, and then I changed it to Timothy. Poor thing. Okay. I rest in peace. We're I gonna will figure do this a follow out. up yes. next week. You will I am get your. So so sorry. Yeah. Oh. Whew. Okay. So that's one body in the crawl space, guys. July. <laughs> I was looking at the number seven for so long, and in my head I was going, June, August, June, August, June, August, June, August. You're like, I know there's something in between. (laughs) Oh, Oh. my God. This is not the case to laugh through, but here we are. We have to laugh. July 1st, 1972, John remarried. He gets married again to his high school sweetheart, Carol Hoff who has two girls from a previous relationship. And she knows John was in prison, but he convinces her it was all a setup. It was no big deal. It was just a misunderstanding. Sure. Within weeks of being married, John is arrested and charged with sexual assault after a teen male accuses John of impersonating a police officer to get him into his car. And there he forced him to have oral sex and... The charges are dropped this time because the teen tried to blackmail John Ooh. and somehow the court found out about it and dropped the charges. So this is the second time he's gotten off scot-free. Um, October 1975, John has his second divorce. Um, this is due to the fact that he admitted to his wife that he was attracted to young men and our girl, Carol, was not surprised at all because she'd been watching young men come and go from the house. She had found child pornography. Um, and John had already stated that, like, months before this, he had said that they were no longer going to have a sexual relationship, him and his wife. He was like, nope, that's done. Cut to months and months later. I think he told her on Mother's Day. Oh, God. So that was in May. Cut to, this is October and he's like, yeah, you know what? I can't do it. I'm too into teen boys. And she's like, yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. So they get a divorce. So this is uh, now that she's out of his hair. Right. He can really go down this path of serial killing. Okay. So he likes to lure teen boys and young men into his home. And I'm assuming, by the way, because he only had a 12-month probation, that they didn't say anything, but I'm assuming that that's up his 12-month parole. 
so his mom's not there now either. Oh, and okay. he got a divorce. So now he's all so by himself. So he's balling. Yep. He's by himself. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. Mm-hmm. So what he wants to do is lure teen boys and young men into his home. Um, you know, he does all the old tricks of the trade that he was doing before. Porn and booze and probably drugs. But, you know, he ups the ante by doing other things like impersonating a police officer or luring them in with the talk of talks of a job because he's a contractor. So it's like, you know, meet me at the house if you want a, a construction job or whatever. Um, and once they're inside, he would usually trick them with handcuffs. So mm-hmm. it was like, do you want to see a magic trick? Do gotcha. you want to do this, that, or the other, whatever? Somehow he'd get handcuffs on them. Yeah. Which, by the way, so how easily would you be tricked with a handcuff trick? Fuck no. You wouldn't? No. I see you being tricked so easily. No. I don't like magic. <laughs> <laughs> magic really fucks with me. If I could, if ever there was a time. In the bedroom? Absolutely. Tie me up. Magic? Amen. No. And also, tie me up is different than handcuffs. Like, I'm down for handcuffs, too. Even handcuffs husband. in the bedroom, just not for magic. Magic fucks yeah. me up. Mm-mm. Shit's scary. The only reason I brought up tying up versus handcuffs is there is a, I think it's a Stephen King book where they go to a sexy getaway in the cabin, mm-hmm. but she's his side piece. And so nobody knows about her. Mm-hmm. They go to a sexy cabin getaway. He handcuffs her and then he fucking leaves dies. her. No, he dies. Oh. He has a heart attack. Okay. So now she's tied. She's, she's handcuffed yeah. to a bed that she can't get out of. And, and no nobody one knows, knows. That she's there. Mm-hmm. Isn't that terrifying? Yep. So that's why I'm like, well, at least if you're hand, if you're tied up, you, you could can like have a chance of wiggling it up or mm-hmm. whatever. But listen, me too, girl. Handcuffs. Yeah. But magic, no. Fuck magic. So the reason I laughed so hard was because Bailey is dressed like a clown for our look of the week. <laughs> I want to itch my face so bad. Yeah. So to have you sit there dressed like a clown and go, I don't like magic. <laughs> I <might> fuck magic. <laughs> In pure seriousness. It was really a highlight. I wish I could have recorded it. So um, I don't think handcuffs would have tricked me either unless I knew you. I think you could have tricked me with handcuffs. Yeah. Or whoever. Um, I'd do it for your kids or something, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, let's say somebody, um, you know, one of one of our guy friends decided that he was a fucking serial killer. They would have trapped him with handcuffs. Gotcha. So I've been like, oh, I know you. I trust you. And a lot of these kids know. Felt like they, yeah. John Wayne Gacy. Mm-hmm. Um, at least know him well enough. But here's a little tip for you guys. Maybe, you know, don't trust people who want to put handcuffs on you. Yeah. Ever. Ever. But he keeps getting them with handcuffs and we don't blame them. You know, what can you do? Um, and then he would render them in unconscious and, uh, you know, then he'd torture them. He'd burn them with cigars. He would make them imitate a horse so he could ride them. He would force them to give him oral sex. He would sodomize them. He would violate them with dildos and bottles. And he would even drag them to the bathtub and partially drown them just to revive them and start the whole process over again. Oh, my God. Yeah. He was a piece of shit. Um, he would us- Because he would get off on all of it. Yes. Yep. He would usually kill victims by strangling them with a rope or with, like, chains that were attached to a board. And then he'd also wrap the chains around their throat. And then he would choke them to death while he raped them. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of them actually didn't die from that. Some of them died from asphyxiation due to the fact that he would shove like cloth in their mouth or down their throats for, I would assume to keep them quiet. Mm -hmm. Maybe, 
Um, usually rags or underwear would get shoved in. So some people would actually, I guess it would be a, if you had to pick of all the terrible scenarios, maybe that would be that. a little bit better. You get it done a little bit quicker. I'm not sure, but goddamn, it's Or at the very terrible. least that they pass out before they go through everything. Right. And I wasn't sure where to put this in the like um, timeline of things, but I did read... It was probably on Wikipedia because there was so much more details on Wikipedia. But one of his neighbors had reported that she got used to hearing people like a ruckus, like screaming coming from that. Okay. From and his did she house. write it off as like partying? Partying. Yeah. Because people were coming in and out. Yeah. She, I think she thought it was like a ruckus. Single guy. Mm-hmm. But she did report that there was a lot of screaming and loud noises happening over there. Most of the victims were killed between... Um, three o'clock and six o'clock in the morning. Yeah, of course. So while this is all going on, he's still a pillar of the community. He's still part of the JCs. He's still part of the Democratic Party. He even takes to dressing up as Pogo the Clown for children's birthday parties and charity events. He brings KFC to all this bullshit. And he, um, when he's not Pogo the Clown, or sometimes he went by Patches the Clown, which, by the way, he was the creepiest fucking clown on earth. Yep. I We will definitely post a picture on Instagram. If I'm sure you guys have all seen it, but it is creep-tastic. Yeah. Um, but the other events he'd go to, not as the clown, he'd bring... Um, oh, that might have been his old persona because he got remarried since then. He used to bring fried chicken when he was married to his first wife. Yeah. And, he, and they, he would have people call him the colonel. Yeah. Which I think is funny. Mm-hmm. But that was back in the day. We're on to a... New divorce, new life. Has Pogo the clown. Um, you know, and he's living his life. Still a active, great member of the community. But bodies start really piling up in his crawl space. And uh, he occasionally puts lime on them to help. But he does eventually start running out of room. And the smell starts to get so bad that his neighbors start to complain. And he passes it off as like a sewage issue. Yep. But the neighbors aren't happy Apparently, he's got a real stinky house. Um, So from 1976 to 1978, John Wayne Gacy hides approximately 29 bodies under his house in the crawl space. And he dumps another four victims into the Des Moines River when he runs out of room. Now, you ready for this to pick up a little bit? Please. December 11th, 1978, in Des Moines, 15-year-old Robert Peist went missing after leaving his job at a pharmacy he told his mom and his other coworkers that he was meeting with a contractor about a summer job. Um, and this contractor had been in earlier in the day. Um, when Robert failed to come home, the parents, of course, called the police. And the pharmacy owner tells the police that the contractor that was in earlier was named John Wayne Gacy. John admits to being in the pharmacy that day, but he never spoke to Robert, he claims. Um, the police are suspicious, though, so they look into John's background, and it's not a great background. So December 3rd, a warrant is issued to search John's home, and they find the following. A class of 1975 ring with the initials J-A-S on it, handcuffs, drugs, two driver's licenses that are not John Wayne Gacy's, child pornography, police badges, guns and ammos, receipts, knives, pieces of stained carpet, hair samples from his car, and teen clothing that is not John Wayne Gacy's size. (laughs) (laughs) They also go into the crawl space, but 
the smell is so bad that they just fucking back right on out and so at, they never actually look around. No, at that point, it's like literally a health, like a hazard. Mm-hmm. So it smells so bad. That, that amount even, of decomp. And yeah, it's awful. They don't they don't spend much time. Um, so um, there's no actual evidence about the disappearance of the guy they're looking for. Robert. But at the very least, they figured out that he's a fucking pedophile and a creep. It kind of got them in the right direction. Yes. And so they start looking more into this and they figure out, they start connecting the dots. Sorry if you guys can hear that motorcycle (laughs) in the background. Um, They start connecting the dots and they find out that Robert is the fourth person to go missing that had ties to John Wayne Gacy. Okay. Um. So they put John Wayne Gacy under 24-hour surveillance and, you know, John the Charmer, he starts charming the police. Yep. He invites them in for meals. Of course. He invites them out for drinks. You know, he's such a good dude. Eight days into this surveillance, police learned that a fellow employee at the pharmacy had borrowed our victim Robert's jacket and left a receipt in the pocket. He then wore that jacket to meet Gacy after his shift was over. So police go through their evidence and they find the rele- the receipt that the girl was talking about and they had found it in John's house. Um, employees of John tell police that they had actually been hired to dig trenches beneath the home in his crawl space and that they had even been hired to sprinkle lime underneath his crawl space. Mm-hmm. I don't they never gave a reason why they were hired to do that. I guess maybe back then if someone offered you good money to do you something, do it. You yeah. just do it. Um and so John is starting to buckle. He's drinking, he's popping pills, he's saying weird goodbyes to his friends. <laughs> um <clears throat> you know, he's getting he's getting a little antsy. A second warrant is issued for the crawl space specifically. And as they get in there and start figuring out what's going on, John finally just confesses to murdering Robert Peist and 32 others. But he hints that it could be as high as 45 people. Damn. John's trial starts um, February 1980. Um, They try to go for insanity, but the jury doesn't buy it. And after only two hours of deliberation, he's found guilty and sentenced to death. And... In prison, John is, uh, you know, he's a model prisoner. Uh, he's again, yeah, uh, yeah. He responds to people who write him. He paints. He really taps into his. Does inner he artist. paint clowns? He paints a lot of things, but he does paint self portraits of him as Pogo the clown. Okay. So of course, even more egotistical. Yes. Not just clowns. Uh, self him clown as a clown. Yes. Of course. Um. All around great prisoner, but that doesn't stop that May 9th, 1994. He's put to death by lethal injection at 52 years old. And his last meal, in case you were wondering, is a bucket of original recipe KFC KFC. chicken, 12 fried shrimp, a side of fries, a pound of fresh strawberries, and a Diet Coke, which just sends me over the edge. Of course. You really got to have a, just have a fucking Coke, bro. For real. Um, And you, the, there is no redeeming factors about John Wayne Gacy. Not a one, except, okay, two redeeming factors. One, 
he did raise a lot of money for charity with all of his bullshit JC work. So I guess at the end of the day, he did something. The charity got the money. But the other thing is that his final words were kiss, kiss my, my ass. ass. <laughs> That's the one fucking thing the I one do know thing about him that we can get on board with. Is yeah. that his last words were kiss my ass. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, make no mistake. He's a scumbag piece of shit. Rotten hell. Um, he has inspired movies like what B watched, um, which is called Gacy. Another one called Dear Mr. Gacy. And one called To Catch a Killer. And there's a rumor that he inspired Pennywise in the movie It. But I couldn't find anything that actually backed that up, like a quote from Stephen King or anything. And just recently, as of, I think, like less than two weeks ago, I don't watch Ghost Adventures. But they said that Ghost Adventures star Zach Baggins bought one of his self-portraits as Pogo the Clown. He oh, bought one a Gacy painting. I did hear that that kind of shit was on sale. Mm-hmm. Yep. So there you go, guys. The 12-page case of John Wayne Gacy. All right, finish your fucking wine. Here, <laughs> I'll, I'll chug it. Tell me what you think. So it really cleared a lot of shit up about the movie that I watched that I did not understand. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you this. So you can grab some ice. Okay. Ugh. Oh, we could just put this in the middle of us. Well, because really we're special. And I mean, in the movie, there wasn't anything about him being like you were saying, a pillar of this society and just like all the shit he did. The fact that he actually did some kind of good deed. Right. Mm-hmm. None of that was in the movie. None of that I had ever heard. That was all new to me. Like, I knew that he was charming because most of them are. Right. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know that he actually made effort to, like, be a part of the community. That's definitely different. I find that very unique. And by the way, what I told you guys, I know it was a lot about his life before the murder started. That is such a cliff note version. They have of pages course. and pages and pages of how big of a community pillar he actually was. Right. It went on and on and on. So why do you think he got married to two different women? Was it just like a show? Do you think the he image. ever cared about them? No. Yeah. No, no, Especially no. the first wife. I get that that was just for show, but I just, I wonder why do it again? The image. Okay. You have to remember it was a long time ago yeah. and that was still like the nuclear family was still a thing to have. Yeah. And especially the circles he's running in, he's running in like, I mean, it's not real, but like Christian, <clears throat> you know, business, yeah. conservative circles. Okay. So, I mean, how many people still do that? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, who knows? Who knows what would have happened if he would have been born in a different time i'm sure he still would have been a psychopath and a, and a piece of shit but you know maybe he had started off as just gay and then he got molested and it fucked him up and his abusive dad fucked him up and then he lived in a time where you had to be straight and part of a nuclear family especially where he is in the midwest be this isn't even like but california the getting off on like dead bodies yeah he would have still been a serial killer I just always try to think of like if it would have been different. And I'm with you. Exactly. Up up until the dead body shit. That's too much. That that's something. Mm -hmm. He was born with something just not right. Yeah, something's not right. And that's the other thing is like 
what kind of mental health services they have back then. None. Obviously, he had zero like, wires crossed. It in took his them brain. forever to find a fucking blood clot that his dad probably caused by all that fucking abuse. Yeah. Exactly. And then mental illness. Who? What? Yeah. I know. I just always wonder how these people would have turned out with like the right set of circumstances to at least to the point where like you can get them on medication or locked up or something that they don't go off and harm other people. Yeah. I know. But yeah, he still would have probably been a psychopathic 100%, piece of shit. A hundred percent. So fuck you, John Wayne Gacy. Hope yep. you're enjoying hell. <sighs> All right. Tell me about the movie Gacy. I've never seen any movies about John Wayne Gacy ever. Well, good. Because <laughs> when you gave me the option to just pick anything I wanted, I looked into it. And the only thing that had good reviews was like a mini docuseries kind of thing. Right. And I just, I figured that would take away too much of what you were going to give to the podcast. And I'm like, <clears throat> and really? And also, we love terrible movies. Right. And I'm like, what am I here for? Right. Like, I'm here for the garbage. Think about if you can convince people to watch these garbage movies. I know. What a renaissance it'll be. Yeah. <laughs> So one thing that really drew me to this was the guy who plays Gacy, Mark Holton. He's from Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Oh. He's the, like, spoiled guy that wants Pee-wee's bike or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's and he, funny. And I think he was also in, like, another horror movie. I can't. I don't know if it was like the leprechaun or <laughs> not the original, but like one of the many spinoffs or whatever. I mean, they're all pretty horrible. And I don't know if it's an official Baldwin, but an oh. Adam Baldwin oh. plays like two seconds of the abusive dad in, oh. the, in the very beginning. That's so. the, uh, that's the disowned Baldwin right. that we didn't know about. <laughs> so that really when drew. Did, when did this movie get made and come 2003? out? 2003. Oh my God. Right. Our senior year of high school. Oh, uh, no. Another reason I was really drawn to this. I can't believe it was out and we had no idea it existed. Well, for good reason. It's an awful movie. <laughs> I think it might have been a straight to DVD release. I'm sure. Yeah. Because it's... we were going to the movies pretty heavy in 2003. Mm -hmm. I was seeing movies two, three times in the movie theater just to have something to do. Right. I can't imagine it escaped me. Like I'm saying, it took you having to tell your 12 pages of notes for me to kind of piece together the movie that I actually watched. Dang. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Okay. So it starts with um, 1953, what seems like an innocent father and son fishing trip. They're having a good time. They're sweet towards each other. Dad starts drinking. Mm -hmm. Dad turns into a real fucking dick. I know how that goes. Verbally, physically abusive. And antagonizing. Mm -hmm. Like, hit me. Don't be a little bitch. Fucking hit me. I dare you. You're not going to do shit because you're a fucking pussy. Right? Whoa. Totally destroys him. And then, I'm telling you, that was maybe like five minutes into the movie. Black screen with this. After serving 18 months in Iowa State Reformatory for sodomizing a boy... Casey gets parole and heads back to home in Chicago, his birthplace, to start a new life. Wow. So we're going to skip over the whole first seven pages of my notes. Thanks, guys. I'm literally just sitting there like, wait, what? I'm like, what happened to the little boy and the dad? <laughs> Who got sodomized and what? Now we're in Chicago? Yeah. 
And it's 1976. God damn. <laughs> so I'm like, what the fuck happened? Okay. And we've got Gacy, his wife, his two little girls. His so this is the second wife we're on. Yes. Did he have kids with the second wife? No, she had two girls from a previous relationship. Okay. Then yes. Two little girls and his mom. We can tell that the wife's very unhappy. The mom's oblivious to what's mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. They've got some money issues. Mm-hmm. They're not like well off. And the neighbors are complaining about the smell mm-hmm. and bugs. Yeah. So many fucking bugs. This yeah. movie is full of cockroaches yeah. and maggots no. and sludge. Nope, yeah, like no, it. disgusting. And uh, he's like, yeah, it's the sewer or something, a pipe, blah, 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 blah. Excuses, excuses, excuses. We figure out that, like, honestly, I never really could figure out what his job was. Because, like you were saying, he impersonated a police officer. So, for, like, two seconds, I thought he was a cop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he basically just comes up with these odd jobs to give to young boys around the town who are like getting into trouble yeah. as an excuse to get them out of trouble. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't want the cops coming to get you, or if you don't want this to happen to you or this and that, like you need to come and work for me and do these jobs for me. And the jobs were digging trenches, yep. buying lime, pouring lime and he said it was just to cover the smell and to make his fucking asshole neighbors happy he's like until i can get the money to fix the pipes to do whatever i gotta do mm-hmm. and the boys are like all right there are rumors about him being um a homosexual mm-hmm. and that he spends too much time with these young boys right yeah. there's whispers around town but for the most part He's got a ton of friends. Everyone looks forward to his 4th of July garden party that's like themed. You know, it fucking smells terrible. Yeah. And so um, he does. He has like a lot of people that have nothing but respect for him. And he uses that to his advantage. Mm -hmm. And out of nowhere, he's got one of these boys in the house helping him. And he has, like, flashbacks of his dad. And he fucking whacks the kid with a hammer straight to the head. Why? Because he's, like, picturing his dad and then ends up hitting the kid. Okay. But the kid's like, what the fuck, bro? But he doesn't do anything. The kid doesn't die, right? He's just hitting the head. And so he pays him off. Mm. And immediately I'm like, what the fuck? You're just going to take this money and accept the fact that this motherfucker just hit you with a hammer (laughs) to the head? That's a very privileged point of view, but you don't know how poor that kid is. I mean, I guess, because they definitely are troubled youth, right? Like, whether or not they've been disowned by their parents or they're doing drugs or something, right? They all have their own issues, for And also, sure. I'm sure they didn't bring this up in the movie, and John Wayne Gacy did not serve in the military, but this is what you said the movie takes place in the 70s? Yeah. He could blame a Vietnam flashback. For sure. There you go. <laughs> Okay. Like, think about the kids who were dealing with so many adults who had untreated PTSD and having flashbacks all the time. There were probably a lot of people getting hit with objects here and there around He's just like, here, take this money. I didn't mean it. I don't know what the fuck happened. Get over it. His wife, however, is also getting suspicious about 
um, the amount of time he's spending with these boys. And she does. She finds men's bodybuilding magazines hidden mm-hmm. in the dresser. And I'm assuming that he does not have a bodybuilder physique. Oh, not at all. <laughs> I mean, it's the dude from Pee Wee. Yeah, he's he's yeah. a biggin. And handcuffs. And she even finds like a fucking bed with restraints. Girl. In the garage. Wow. But she just thinks he's like a closeted homo and doesn't think that it's actually like anything worthwhile. She's just like, I'm done. Okay. Like, I'm wasting my time here with you. But your mom's staying with you. (laughs) So he's living in this house with his mom as he's picking up those fucking prostitutes and bringing all these boys home, whiling out. Yeah. That whole phase. One of the times that he's trying to drown someone, he invited them over or lured them over and, like, um, he responded to an ad to buy a car. Mm-hmm. So the guy comes over. When he knocks on the door, he's in the fucking clown outfit. <laughs> zero explanation. Zero reaction from the fucking guy. Just like, <laughs> Could you okay, okay. Could you imagine? So you're a clown and you're interested in buying my car? It's like, you want to take it for a test drive? This fucking clown. Want to take it for a test drive? What would you do? What would you do if you had to open the door and someone's dressed like? Would you I just would leave? fucking leave. Of course. <laughs> it's so. Funny. I'm like, is this a hidden camera TV show? Like, I'm looking at you right now, and you look crazy. I know. You're <laughs> talking like a normal person. So I can only imagine if you weren't expecting a clown. No, you're trying to sell your car. But I guess he could. He play it off as like, I'm a professional clown. I haven't changed yet. I'm sorry. Sure, he could have. But he didn't. But did he? No. But there was zero fucking explanation <laughs> in this goddamn movie. He's just a goddamn clown. <laughs> oh my god. Pogo the clown. And so when they come back, he tries to drown him and he gets distracted. Something happens and he ends up strangling him instead. And you could tell like he got off on it. And he was like that whole moment or whatever. The whole time his fucking mom's in the house. Just oblivious. Yeah. Does she have a drinking problem? They don't show her drinking. I guess it's like you're just supposed to assume that she doesn't hear well and like the TV's really loud and <laughs> she just really loves her son. I don't fucking know. Okay. I mean, I got away with some shit for the same reasons with my stepdad. He can't yeah. hear well and the TV was real loud. Right. And I got away with all kinds of stuff. And to be fair, at this point in the movie, this is the first time we've actually seen him kill somebody. Right. We mm-hmm. know about the other bodies, but this was the first actual like kill scene. Right. And so he gets one of his little working boys to take this car that he just quote unquote purchased. Mm -hmm. And this motherfucker decides he's going to steal gas. The kid? Yeah. Okay. And so he gets caught Mm -hmm. by the cops. And then the cops realize later on, like, then the guy that was selling the car goes missing. Right. Links it back to Gacy. And this is the first time they start getting suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So this was the first time they're like, oh, well, what's this guy got going on? And it even to the point where they're like a stakeout out front of the, like yep. in the front, front yard or whatever. But he mocks them. Mm-hmm. He comes out like, oh, look at me. I'm so scary, guys. Like... 
the the original John John Wayne Gacy did that too. Yeah, I didn't necessarily put it in there, but he would do stuff like that, or he would like. If he was leaving, he would be like, okay, I got to go bury the bodies today, guys. No, and he'd yeah. even be like, so I'll be at the lumber yard picking up this hooker. If yeah. you want to meet me at this time or if you lose me, I want you to know where I'm going to be. Yeah. But he'd have these young boys drive off in different cars that were his to make it look like he was leaving. Oh, yeah. So, so smart. So smart they move. would follow him and then he'd end up like dealing with the bodies. Yeah. Right under their noses. Yeah, that's the OG John Wayne Gacy move, too. Mm-hmm. So then you had also referenced how basically he starts spiraling, drinking a lot, mm-hmm. taking the pills, and, like, doing these random goodbyes. Mm-hmm. In the movie, after all the mocking of the cops and, like, all this confidence, he literally goes to his best friend and confesses <laughs> <laughs> to all the killings, like, I got to go. I got to leave town. I want you to know what a good friend you've been to me all these years. And like, I just, I'm going to burn in hell for my sins. And the guy's like, what the fuck are you talking about? He was like, oh yeah, I killed like 30 boys and they're buried. Oh my God. Yeah, Could but, you imagine? Right. And they're like buried under my house. But by the way, I, I just, I want you to know how You're important. Yeah. <laughs> what would you do? What would you do if I came to you and I was like, I have something I have to tell you. It's kind of a secret it's been eating away at me and you're the only person i can trust with this i've been killing young children and i've been burying them in our backyard i would tell nick <laughs> and then nick would call the police yeah. <laughs> i wouldn't knock on you to anybody i'd be like so babe check this out could you imagine i'd be like try to figure this shit out for me yeah nick would just call the police <laughs> I, I, <I'm> just <laughs> But yeah, this motherfucker doesn't do anything. You just see like his jaw drop and then we're just off. He never tells yeah. anybody? No. <laughs> oh my God. No. Oh. Um, and then he convinces one of the working boys to like move in with him. Because okay. he's like, look, my wife's out of town with the, with the girls. They're going to be gone for a couple months. You'd be doing me a solid. I'll give you super cheap rent. Come and mm-hmm. stay with me. Um, you want to get away from your parents anyways. Yeah, so just come move into my weird clown room. He's sleeping in the the girls' room. Mm. He pushes their beds together and invites his girlfriend over to have sex. Yep. But he doesn't have any condoms and she wants ice cream. So she's like, bitch, go to the store. <laughs> he didn't have any condoms and she wanted ice cream. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so while, my memoir. while he's out... Gacy's like peeking in and like being creepy and then kicks her out like I won't have this going on in my house there are no girls allowed oh yeah he's too good for that Mm -hmm. what a high moral character right which apparently never gets back to the guy that went to the grocery store because when he shows up his girlfriend's gone and there's no reference as to what like the zero conversation about it no but he does start acting weird around Gacy, like starting to figure out that shit's kind of not the way that it should be. And so then the cops get to him and they're like, you need to get the fuck out of this house before something happens to you. Really? Mm-hmm. Does he leave? He tries. Oh, shit. He tells Gacy. Come on, my guy. He's like, hey, I just want you to know, like, thanks for all the hospitality but I'm going to go ahead and try this out. And so Gacy takes the 
opportunity to be like, hey, I never showed you my trick. Yep. That I would do when I was a clown. Oh, my God. Yeah. And so he puts the handcuffs on himself. Yep. That was a real Gacy trick. Which he can get out of. Yes. And then he's like, look, I'll show you how I did it. And that's how we got the boys into the handcuffs. That is the actual Gacy trick. Mm -hmm. He would do that. Again, I didn't put it in for time, but he would do it to himself first. And he would have a key in his palm Mm -hmm. undo the handcuffs. And then he's like, now you try. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And I also forgot to mention at at the beginning, this house that they're in, the whole decor is clowns. Amazing. Clown paintings, clown statues, amazing clown tapestries. <laughs> so right from the get, these guys should have had red flags right. everywhere. Could you imagine? Like, oh yeah, that sounds good. Okay, cheap rent. Yeah, like a summer job. Okay, and then you walk in their house and it's just a grown man, and it's just wall to wall clowns. But he is a clown, and Still you're fucking fun. on little girls' beds, like. I guess. The whole thing. The the whole whole movie just left a real fucking sour taste. I cannot believe it was a wall-to-wall clown. Mm -hmm. Hilarious. So many fucking clowns. You would have felt right at home. Anyways. So, he dies. Or no, he doesn't die. Gacy chokes him to the point where he's about to pass out, but then decides to throw him out onto the front... Lawn. Why? And basically hands him over to the cops. Why? Yes, exactly. I don't fucking know. Because they had to wrap the movie up. Yeah, the whole movie. I don't fucking know. So he throws this kid out and he jumps into his car and he speeds away. But now because of the boy, the cops have their in to his Mm -hmm. house. Mm -hmm. They find the personal belongings of the other people. Mm -hmm. They find the crawl space. And this is how the movie ends. Estimated that Gacy picked up over 2,000 men. Whoa. During the time. Okay. Because he let a bunch live, right? Right. So it's not just the ones that he killed. 29 bodies were removed from the crawl space under the house. Mm -hmm. Four were retrieved from the river. Yep. And um, he got the lethal injection and then the kiss my ass. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's so they just threw the kid onto the lawn. The cops get there in on the house. And then that's it. And that's it. That's, that's how they end the movie. All right. Yeah. Well, besides being a terrible movie, I mean, the bones are there. They got a lot of stuff but right. But the only reason I know that is because you told me. Otherwise, Not- it was very like disjointed so if you don't know the gacy story going into it i'm sitting there just like what (laughs) i'm like is he a cop is he the colonel is he a clown do they have kfc in there it does briefly that's like in a past life right because it references like in a past life over all of that when they go straight to prison right in In a past life i was a clown and in a past life i used to have a chicken restaurant yeah and in a past life this and that but it's like but now here where i am a clown (laughs) so it was super bizarre for me not knowing any of that but now looking back i could see 
That's so interesting. Well, mm-hmm. there you go, guys. The movie Gacy. Maybe don't see it. Now, I want to know how I'm not a Gacy, <laughs> considering the amount of clown influence yeah. since I was literally in the womb. Be and her family have a real thing for clowns, guys. This clown outfit that I'm wearing, who yep. wore it first? Your mom. When? Uh, when she was pregnant with you. Exactly. Because it was comfortable. Exactly. Because it was this comfortable. This fucking clown outfit when so, she was pregnant with me. Bee's look of the week. She's dressed like a weird clown. This clown outfit <laughs> has been passed down through the generations. Her mom wore it when she was pregnant with Bailey. Bailey wore it again, what, for the first time? For my son, Wyatt's... First birthday. First birthday. I have this thing. Their first birthday and their fifth birthdays, we go all out. I know they won't remember their first birthday. I don't care. It's for me. And so his birthday was circus theme. We had a huge circus party. I mean, we had carnival games and cotton candy machine. And my cousin made these like wooden animals. animals. Yeah, there was like a petting zoo. Yeah, I made rings for them with like hay and everything. B... Listen, all on her own, without me asking, shows up with a clown outfit. <laughs> and she's ready to be the circus and the cl- the clown in the circus. And she did great. There's a little bit more wine left. You want it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I was saving it for you. Thanks. So she shows up in this clown outfit. You had me on hot dog duty. Which no, I... you promoted yourself to hot dog okay, duty. Okay, well, clearly, because I was going to say I really appreciated that. Yeah, no, you promoted yourself to hot dog duty when I realized the hot dogs weren't getting cooked. Mm-hmm. And so B... And popcorn. Made herself made herself the hot dog captain. She made the popcorn happen. Didn't she some... Did, you did face painting. I d- didn't some people who didn't know me... Yes, yeah. I'm getting there. Okay. So B did face painting. She really went above and beyond for her <laughs> nephew's birthday. Because you have to remember, guys, I had kids much younger than Bailey. Yeah. So Bailey was like. I was single. She was single living her life. Mm-hmm. You weren't single. I was. You weren't single. <laughs> Nick was at my baby shower with Lila. Well, I wasn't married. <laughs> yeah, you weren't married, but you were not single. You were definitely with Nick. But the point is. I love my she husband. Was, she was I was single. <laughs> She wasn't married. She wasn't a mom. No. Mm-mm. She was living her life. Yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. We lived two and a half hours away from each other. Mm-hmm. She drove down from the Bay Area to do this. She's doing face painting. Hot dog duty. Popcorn duty. Ay, taking ay, pictures with ay, kids. Ay, ay. Entertaining. My husband's coworkers, who do not know us like that, were there. I think I I knew the woman, which is the woman he worked with. Of course, I had met her before. I had never met her husband or kids before. They were there. And she and she's like, she comes up to me and she's all, um, have you seen the is the clown around here anywhere for my kids to take a picture? And I realized that she thought that Bailey was a professional <laughs> clown. And then cut to Bailey's on we're in this like big clubhouse situation above the pool. And she's on the porch, the wraparound porch of this clubhouse with full clown regalia, sunglasses on, drinking a beer with like other party goers who are our And friends. like a fake gun. <laughs> <laughs> and a fake gun. And I'm like, god oh my god, his why. coworker probably thinks that we hired the worst clown that you could I'm ever just hire. Chilling, hanging out. 
Getting a little drunk, getting a little high. Eating the hot dogs that I'm making. (laughs) So I will definitely, I will post a a before and later. A before, what, a a now and later? Yeah. Before and later. I posted, it's the first time I posted to RTHC Instagram is... Happy birthday to me. But I have the pictures of you cooking hot dogs. Oh, I don't have those. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll post a picture of Bailey as a clown at my son's first birthday. And then again, eight years later, here she's in the pod shed rocking the same costume, but she did her makeup John Wayne Gacy style. Mm -hmm. I did. And then I wore this outfit for Violet's first Halloween. Her daughter's first Halloween. She went as Pennywise mm-hmm. and her husband went as, what's that kid's name? Georgie. Georgie with his rain slicker. Mm-hmm. And um, Violet was just like a little monster. But yeah, I did the Pennywise, the newer Pennywise makeup for that year. Yep. And scared the shit out of one of the girls at the daycare because she does not do clowns. And everyone was so excited when they saw me. They set her up bad. (laughs) Oh, no. They were just like, oh, my God, you need to go see Kylie. And I just, I ruined that girl's day. But it was awesome. Everybody else. We take Halloween very seriously. Mm -hmm. Um, Bailey, who has a real life career, dresses up, full hair, makeup, costume, everything for her very. And I'm the only one. (laughs) Corporate, straight laced job that she has. (laughs) I used to, when I was a hairdresser at a salon, I would also dress up, but the whole salon dressed up. Yeah, no, it's just me. You had to dress up. It was a rule. Mm -hmm. So everyone would dress up when we take a group picture. We'd have a pumpkin decorating contest. That salon is Salon Cartier in Walnut Creek, California. Cartier is in Cartier Watches. Go check it out. Beautiful, high-end luxury salon. But anyways, yeah, we would all dress up. Bailey's the only one. So she came dressed up that year as a full-on... Full makeup, full hair, Pennywise clown. And no wonder. So besides my mom wearing this while pregnant, my fucking nursery was clown themed. You had clowns in your nursery, which you have now bestowed upon your poor daughter. Exactly. We put it in her nursery as well. And um, my husband's eldest sister is terrified of clowns. She fucking hates us, like almost refuses to come and see us because she knows I'm going to have some clown shit out. Which one's the oldest one? Alethea. The one we like. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I didn't want to say it because, you know, it's not my family. Really? She's afraid. Because I was going to say, because the other one's Ariana. Ariana's afraid of spiders. Like, I'm like, of course she's afraid of clowns. That totally makes sense. But Alethea, it's a clown. It's a person in makeup, girl. Come on. Alethea's afraid of clowns. Ariana's afraid of spiders. But yeah, and then my parents have this bizarre <laughs> oil painting in their living room. It's and a it, nice painting. It is. It's a really nice painting. Really well done. Yeah, that my grandfather stole yes. from a warehouse that he was working in back in the fucking day. Was this your actual biological grandfather? Biological grandfather, the one married to Nana, my mom's dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was working in some fucking warehouse. It just really caught his eye. And they were kind of just like, you know, if you see anything that kind of interests you, you know, go ahead and take it as like a little side it thing. It falls back off the back of a truck. Yeah, exactly. And I guess it's by like a really renowned artist. Ooh. Is it John Wayne Gacy? No. Okay. Well, my parents have had it appraised and it's worth like a pretty penny or whatever. But just the fact that this bullshit clown painting that I've always like mocked my entire life that my grandfather decided to steal. Yeah. 
It's actually worth something. It's actually worth something. And this is a particular type of clown. It's a hobo clown yes. painting. And that also the clown in Violet's room is more of a hobo it's clown. It's a hobo clown. The mm-hmm. thing floating above her daughter's <laughs> bed is a hobo clown being held up by balloons that's attached to his belt. So his butt's up in the air. It's and like, then also his head's up in the air. Yeah, it's like paper mache. <laughs> it is crazy. Um, so if her daughter grows up one day and has a weird thing for clowns, y'all know where it started from. And this podcast. You'll you commented it. helping me with all of my Halloween decorations. Like, bitch, what is with all the fucking clowns? Has- <laughs> so much clown shit. I cannot wait to post Bailey's yard when it's done. It's finally blue skies so we can decorate. It's been too smoky. Um, but like I said, we take Halloween very seriously. Wait and my hallo- my yard's fine. Bailey's yard is crazy. And so I will definitely, we will make TikToks about it and videos for Instagram. But yeah, she was pulling out her Halloween decorations the other day to decorate the inside of her house. And it was just like, evil clown, evil clown, evil clown, Jason circus mask, theme. evil clown. Yeah. yeah. But that's because you had that circus themed birthday Birth- party. My 30th birthday party was a murder mystery party, which was circus themed. So why not? have the perfect excuse to buy killer clowns i mean that party will go down forever as probably one of the best parties ever we have a history of doing murder you mysteries. were at the, the pirates yeah were you all weren't you also at the vegas or was it just the pirates i didn't know i, I didn't know it was vegas i thought you did like a um like there was a prom a, there was a high school reunion yes i was okay. not at that one okay i think that one was smaller god yeah, it was the first and it was very small yeah mm-hmm no, I was at the Pirates one, which mm-hmm. was amazing. And then... And we, you think my 30th topped that? Um, I don't know if it topped it. We made Brent walk the fucking plank. I was very drunk for that one. <laughs> at sunrise. Yeah. I, I got then, fined by my apartment complex. <laughs> yes. Listen, we could do a whole podcast about parties. But yes, my 30th, it was great. It was awesome. But I, yeah, was, it wasn't, it was no pirate party. But yeah. I don't know. I think the 30th one was good because we had more room. Yeah. We had our own property. Yeah. Um, I mean, two hot girls were making out on the floor. What more do you want in a party? Uh, with the fake money being yeah. thrown at them. So, yep. and, and me with a giant inflatable penis dancing around. And I got my strap on. Yep. And Bailey ate a whole thing of lube for no reason whatsoever. Um, That was not by choice. Daniel <laughs> fucking shoved that shit in my face. And that's what made me throw up that night. So thanks a lot, oh, D-Tool. I didn't even know you threw up that night, but it makes sense why you would. Yeah, no. And the only reason I know that because I completely blacked the whole thing out is because I have picture proof of him like ejaculating that fucking tube of shit. Oh, I remember yeah. it perfectly. Yeah, no. You really seemed like you liked it. Of course I did. <laughs> oh, I always seem like I like it. You, seem, you right. really seemed into it. If well. I felt uh, for one second that you were uncomfortable, I would have tackled Daniel and kicked him in the nuts. Not but that I was you uncomfortable. You seemed like you were into it. No, it just... it. One thing led to another. Mm-hmm. It really threw me off. Bobby up. was the weird clown for that party. Uh-huh. Our friend Bobby. Oh, war. This fucking... Oh, was it the same Yes, one? you wore this fucking... It's all coming dress. around, guys. B's husband's best friend in the whole world wore this same clown outfit to be the and weird And he was the killer. Clown. And he was... Of course he was the killer. And he, he was, was the, the killer. If you guys don't know what murder mystery parties are, you can buy them online. 
They come with everything you need. It's all, expensive, but it's worth it. All the characters, all the clues. But you have to have people who are going to show up to the party and going to be committed. Because once they RSVP, you send them There's out. There's no going back. Like a packet that has their character information and all this stuff in it. There's rules you have to follow. There's things you have to say to certain people. You have shit you have to accomplish. And if you don't, yes. it can throw off the whole night. Right. Which is what happened with the first party, which was the, well, not you know, the first one I went to, which is right. the pirate it happen- party. No, it happens at every party. Every time we get too drunk and we can't figure it out. You have people like my husband who decides that he's going to go rogue and become a detective and figure this out. It's like, no, the only way you figure it out is if you follow the steps. He's like, no, I'm going to figure it out. (laughs) Who's the killer? And then it fucks everything up. And then you have to do all this like paperwork if you're the one throwing the party. There's a lot. And if you're too drunk to do it. So if someone can stay sober, that's (laughs) ideal. But nobody ever can. No. I remember... Her husband, Nick, God bless him. And Nick, if you're listening, I love you so much. He's such a rule follower. He got so mad. He was so, he was so mad. aggravated the whole time because everyone was too drunk <laughs> to do anything. He's like, no, the time we do this is this time. And, and do like, you remember? Okay, so Nick and Andrew blame it on me. And I blame it on Nick and Andrew. I had one job for them, and it was to stuff the paperwork into the A and B envelopes. I do remember this, but I don't. I don't remember whose fault it was. I remember there being a problem. They with blame the it envelopes. on me, and I blame it on them. So there's there's no confirmation of who was at fault, but something got messed up. Regardless, some people got their A's and B's mixed up, so they got their like stage two objectives first, first. And, and it did head exploded because yeah everything got thrown off and i was so serious about getting my tasks done that i was like you da, 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 da. like i was on it i was yeah. walking up to every person getting it done and then I was and like, no one else knew no one else but it took so long and i'm it like did. nick is it time and he's like no it's like 8 20 <laughs> is the time I'm like okay dude i'm sorry but it's great. It's super fun. It's the best. And then what happens is you have to have somebody in charge of like the lights because that like someone a, has to die a specified time. Let's say it's 820. You cut the lights out and that person has their objective that they're going to die. And so then they fall on the floor and then you cut the lights back on and then you're like, oh, here's another victim. Yeah. And then you go on with the next round. Super fun. I plan on doing it for my daughter's 13th birthday because they have like kid or preteen versions. Mm hmm. Um, I don't know why we're still talking about this, but it was great. It was a good time. If we're got, talking about it because of the clowns the clown, and the circus Bobby was and the, the murderer. F- and that's why we have so many clowns. And because I don't understand with all this clown influence my entire life that I'm as normal as I am. Who said that? <laughs> Who said you were normal? I'm, I'm no Gacy. Like, I just, I feel well, like, I, don't think I feel unaccomplished at this point. I would like to say, let's give a shout out to my outfit for the circus party. Oh, I, I mean, I will shout out to yours, but you went with your husband and you're going to get overshadowed every time. Okay. So here, I'll put this picture up too because it's a hot it's picture. It's the best. I, Bailey, because she's such a fucking stupid cunt, made me be Casey Saber, sword swallower. And because this is the adult version of the game, everything's in innuendo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I came, I made a t-shirt um, and on the back I put, what I put? I swallow. Yep. I swallow because she's a sword swallower and had on a tight black corset, 
pushed my boobs all the way up. It was great. And a tutu. Yep. And I had a real sword that I was carrying around. It was a total pain in the ass, but I had a re- an actual sword. What a great time. My husband was the bearded lady. Went all out. Let's visualize my husband, guys. He's my huge. husband is six foot three, you know, 280, 300 pounds, depending. And he has, I'm a hairdresser, so I keep his hair in a high tight fade with the slick comb back, you know, very peaky blinders, you know, what's popular, that, that like 1920s haircut. But he also has a full beard. And we're, he's a man's man. When I say his weight, it's not because he's super overweight. He's got he's big a wall. shoulders. He's a brick wall. Big muscles. Oh, I just love him. So anywho, he was the bearded lady. We went and got him a muumuu. It was like a purple flowered fake silk muumuu. It came up to like his knees. He had his knees. I think you could see like his right, shorts yes. underneath it. And then I went and got him like this black curly wig that had like a little kind of gypsy. I know that's uh-huh. not PC, but like fortune teller gold bullshit on yep. it. Yep. It was great. He was the bearded lady. <laughs> yeah. He was beautiful. It was so good. I feel like we might have even put makeup on him. I might have put like blush and lipstick on Probably. him. Probably. Yeah. What a great time. Yeah. So <laughs> clowns, the best. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I know we ramble in the end. But it's worth it every time. It's always our favorite part. If you make it to the end, Mm. you know, it'd be great. Mm -hmm. As if you left it in the comments. (laughs) Please somebody leave Bailey a comment before she (laughs) freaks out. Um, All right, guys. Uh, Will you have anything else you want to talk about, B? No. (laughs) Next week will be a fun one because I don't want to do this much research again. Really brought down my Friday. (laughs) I don't think what day it was. That's part of being a stay-at-home mom. Nobody knows what day it is. I do have one question for uh-huh. you. Did my makeup stay in place? It's perfect. Are you kidding me? No. Because I feel like, because I can't see myself, I feel like just smudges. No. Because you of... haven't touched your face. How would it smudge? Well, I, but I feel like I've touched my face. I don't oh, know. I don't think you have. Oh, okay. That's great. Hey, when you do your makeup, do you use a setting spray? Not right now, in general. In I do. I have never used a spray. A setting spray because I use a primer, but I was actually just thinking about it. I use both. That maybe I should use a setting spray. I mean, I've been watching a lot of makeup artists on TikTok, mm-hmm. and I was like, maybe I need to do a setting spray too. Well, I use a lot of powder. Yeah, I do too. Okay. I use all powder. Well, that's why I use the setting spray. I use, <laughs> I cannot believe you guys are still, if you guys are still listening. <laughs> God bless you. So I use like, I don't use foundation. I use a liquid concealer yeah. on like my rough spots. Yeah. A powder foundation that's yeah. like a mineral makeup. Yeah. And then I use powder bronzer to contour, mm-hmm. powder blush, powder highlighter. Yeah. Um, but I use primer underneath all that. Yeah. And I was thinking about getting a setting spray for the top. So the primer is to make it stay. Yeah. The setting spray is to help like bring moisture. And back. to keep it from it, smearing and stuff, right? Well, yeah. But more than anything, I feel like it brings life back to my fucking matte ass face. <laughs> yeah. Because you use so much fucking powder. I know. We're going to get to an age soon, guys. We are old trolls that live under a bridge. We are old What bitches. did I tell you about this makeup? How much fucking setting, translucent... But translu- look, it worked. I know. I feel like I can smell myself. I can smell but the powder on my face right I mean, now. I'm sure that's true of every clown in the world. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we're getting to an age now where we're going to have to figure something else out because I hear that powder it creases, 
and it like brings out your fine lines, which luckily <laughs> me and Bailey don't have a lot of. But one day we will. And then I know. We have to figure it out. Mm-hmm. But I've never used foundation before, so. Well, that's when we start bringing in the hydro. Burpa derpa derpa. Oh, perfect. <laughs> the, the hydro camo. Hey, leave a comment down below if you guys know what makeup we're supposed to <laughs> I watched this TikTok lady who has like a really strong, I want to say Boston, but like New England accent. Michaela. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, she just did a whole series about millennial makeup. She does boomer, boomer makeup. makeup. Um, she normally just does regular, degular. She works for Ulta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she normally does like regular kind of Gen Z makeup, but she did do like a part like a series of yeah. millennial and then boomer. And she even says, she's like, look, I don't face these issues, but this is what I would do if this was my issue. Mm-hmm. And she will face them eventually. And she's the best. She's the best. She's so funny. I know. Her, she does her makeup so well and she's so cute, but her, her accent, her like voice, a strong Boston, like mafia accent. It it's is great. Yeah. All right, guys. We Love you. Here. You guys want to talk about makeup some more? Um, so we are THC Podcast on Instagram, and we are THC Podcast on our beloved TikTok, THC True on Twitter, and fuck iTunes, True, Apple, we haven't even gotten all there things. Yet. True Hollywood Crime, there is a Facebook page, you can find it. I don't do much on it, I post our weekly episodes, but I'm sure you guys have no problem finding that on your own, because we are on everything but iTunes. Podbean and Spotify and iHeartRadio and all that bullshit, we're there, but we are not on iTunes. Maybe one day we will be, but not yet. So tell a friend, tell a family member, pass the word, subscribe, leave a comment. All of that stuff is appreciated. Um, and we love y'all. Thank you so much if you listened. We love really you, appreciate bye. it. Love you. See you next, next time. time.